You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stu Yachts. I'm a little sad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a conflicting time. I, l- l- let me guess why you're sad. Because yeah. you're excited for Championship Sunday. You have two games. And then you get a week off. And then you have the Super Bowl. But you're sad because there's only three football games left, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we both know the Pro Bowl. While we said that we're going to have people on to pick the Pro Bowl and we've discussed this internally, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a football game. <laughs> Actually, let's not say that because next week's episode is going to be a Pro Bowl special. This, the it Pro is. Bowl is the best game of the year. I love it. It's my where favorite is the Where is the Pro Bowl? Do you know? Is it in Orlando? I forget. Perhaps we should go to uh, we should go up there and get some interviews or something. Wow. <laughs> Pro Bowl coverage. Yeah. Pro Bowl Radio Row. Let's do it. Hold we'll on the a there. You're jacking right now? I'm checking to see when this is. <laughs> I just got you in a great mood. I haven't seen you smile like this in a long time, Billy. <laughs> this is exciting. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What? The what? Pro Bowl is not in Orlando this year. Where is it? The Pro Bowl is in Las Vegas this year. Done. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I had no idea. Also, it seems Mike Vrabel and Matt LaFleur are coaching those games. Really? Those teams- is that, like, is that a reward or a punishment for losing last round? Um, I guess it's a punishment. I mean, those guys would rather still be coaching their actual teams than the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, maybe a reward from this standpoint. It allows you to form relationships with players you wouldn't normally have relationships mm. with, and maybe they become free agents one day, and you have an inside track to go get those guys. And I'm assuming that LeFleur and Vrabel, Vrabel gets a... Uh, they get paid for this, right? I would assume they're getting paid a lot of money for it. Uh, I don't know how much a yeah. lot is, but yeah. yeah. So we're going to Vegas or? <laughs> I don't know, who do we talk to? I don't know who to talk to about these things. <laughs> At our company or theirs, the NFL? <laughs> we'll find someone, we'll talk to someone. Quick turnaround though, quick turnaround, fly out to Vegas. Okay, listen, there's gonna be a lot of great players out there, Billy, I think that's a good opportunity. There'll be more great players there that are remaining in the NFL season. You get what I'm saying? The regular season, the regular games, right? Well, especially if the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you don't like that team, do you? Uh, you know, we have a very exciting game this week, and then we have the 49ers and the uh, <laughs> and the Rams playing. Which, by the way, if you want, if you're bored by the 49ers and the Rams game, you yeah. can watch us watch the 49ers and the Rams game. On Great. Sunday, on YouTube, uh, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> watch us watch a game. So are you just are you just learning about this? Yes, I am. I'm not sure I'm going. <laughs> oh. Well, watch some no. of us then. <laughs> I mean, I'm going, but I might not go. I don't know. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> going, not going. How's that sound? Game time decision. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. Um, so, Billy, we have Championship Sunday coming up. Uh, we have the pro- So, you're sad. You're sad because there are three football games left, and you love football. We love doing God bless. Yeah. We'll continue it a bit in the offseason around the draft and free agency and stuff. But there's three games left. I'm always conflicted as well. It's sad. And I don't know how you topped last weekend. You know, that's the other thing. So. Well, this this weekend, obviously, is going to be a letdown, right? It has to yeah. be. It yeah. can't be good. I don't know. Bengals-Chiefs? Bengals-Chiefs played one of the best games of the regular season. They did. The Bengals won that game. It was in Cincinnati. Kansas City needed to win the game. The Bengals needed to win the game. Joe Burrow played a great game. Uh, so I, I'm expecting a really good game. At, uh, at 3 o'clock at Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City and the Bengals. I'm with you in the second game. I'm not that excited for it. Um, it has to be for me, for it to be a good Super Bowl, give me the Bengals or the Chiefs. I'd prefer the Chiefs over the Bengals, and it has to be against the Rams. That's the only way yeah. you're going to get a good Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do if you're Jimmy G and, and Kyle Shanahan? How do you handle that situation? Because Kyle Shanahan kind of – you don't want to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G – because, Billy, how would you get rid of Jimmy G after winning a Super Bowl if you indeed want Aaron Rodgers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're stuck with him for a little bit. Yeah. And you have Trey Lance. Mm. Yeah. Do we know if he's good or not? I have no idea. He's barely yeah. played. Well, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers wants to go to Denver, it looks like, right? Why? Because Nathaniel Hackett, his offensive coordinator, went there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Just it looks re- like that. A little game I like to call reading the, reading the tea leaves. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, it got in the way. It's very different. Connecting dots. No, <laughs> very different than connecting the dots. <laughs> connecting the dots is what might be happening in New York if Dable ends up there. You know what I mean? Oh yes, yes, yes. With but this is different. Change. This is reading the tea leaves. Yeah. <laughs> What's reading between the lines though? Is that is that different? Than Ooh, wow. Jeez. I mean, I don't think I was. I don't think I was ready for this. Reading between yeah. the lines. I mean, you brought it up, so yeah. I think uh, I think reading between the lines is what we were doing with Big Ben earlier this season. Oh, really? Yeah, where it was kind of like said that he was going to retire, but not officially, and then he officially retired. Right. That this week between the lines. Yeah, That's reading the between the lines. Uh, by the way, could you put it on the poll? Is the Pro Bowl a real football game? Yeah. <laughs> Do they still have the skills competition that they have every year, like dodgeball and the drone drop and all that stuff? I'm not sure. It's it's been a while for me in the Pro Bowl. I got to be honest. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I wish that it was not. My relationship on... has soured with the Pro Bowl. Really? Why? Was it once? I good? just it's the pro. Yeah, I used to love the Pro Bowl, but yeah. you know the best players used to play in it. Yeah. Well, it also became a joke, right? Where you see like the defenders are like not even making an effort to get at the quarterback or anything. They're like just walking, and their hand is like up, and that's the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. you're expecting, yeah, no, I got you, Bill. So you're expecting a uh, a classic, Cincinnati and uh, and Kansas City. That should be a good game. You're thinking. Yeah. I'm hoping for one because I I really have no expectations for the second game. I wish the games were flipped, honestly, that we were building up to that game. I know. It's, it's one of those things where I like look forward to all day, like, oh man, Bengals Chiefs is going to be a good one tonight. I need to get my stuff done early. Where right. now it's like, if I want to be productive, I'm usually productive in that early window, so I can't yes. be. And then right. the night window. Uh, we're, we're going to be at the studio, so I can't be productive at that point. I mean, I can't be productive like at other areas. I can be productive at work, but I can't be productive like if I have a you know home project or something to do. 
Anyway. I think they were expecting something along the lines. I'm not saying that that the I think the schedule was set in stone. Like I think they flip it AFC NFC yeah. every year. But I think the NFC was expecting something along the lines of like Aaron Rodgers and Dak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and or Brady. Garoppolo and Stafford. Right. Yeah. Or Brady and Rodgers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh right. man. Oh. <laughs> well, we, we just missed Brady, out on <laughs> We went from Brady and Rodgers to Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford. I mean, what a disaster. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Come watch the game with us. <laughs> Watch us watch the disaster. <laughs> also, if you want to compete against us in fantasy, dkng.co slash Levitar. Uh, we have a fantasy thing this week. So you got the daily fantasy competition. You know, I, I'm going to be 100% honest and transparent with you. I don't know how it's going to work for the Super Bowl. I've never done it. I'm assuming we just have both teams and you're just picking people on both teams. Yeah, that's it. It's a Super Bowl uh, daily contest, and you could only choose from yeah. from you know from the two teams that are that are remaining, which will be, in my opinion, the uh, the Chiefs and the Rams. I don't know why it is that. I, well, now you don't have to listen to see you guys because we just got to that. I don't know why it is that. Uh... I know that's not true, Billy. <laughs> that is not. Oh, true. the spread. There's the spread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why I made it overly complicated. As if it was more complicated than you just have to pick people for more than two teams. <laughs> What do you think? You're going to pick guys from teams that aren't playing? That would be a bad strategy. Wait a minute. So the Pro Bowl, it's all stars that we're going to be able to pick from in fantasy. Wow. I wonder if they do do a Pro Bowl daily fantasy. I I wonder if DraftKings does that. They have to, right? I would would imagine they do, yeah. I'm excited about that. So am I. So we have a game this week, right, for the conference championship. By the way, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So the contest this week, Billy, what time do they have to enter the contest? Do you know? Kick off on Sunday. Okay, so by kickoff on Sunday, you yeah. have had to enter your daily DraftKings fantasy team to play against me, Billy Gill, all the people here on God Bless Football and the Levitard Show, correct? Yeah, I don't want to brag, but I was in first place for like five minutes last you week. You do this every single time, Billy. It was after yeah. the first two games. You were in first place, you were bragging, right. and I wanted to respond to you, hey, there's still two games to go. Yeah. What place did you finish in? Well, <laughs> I ended up finishing in 206th place and that is all because of two people and that's because of josh allen scoring 41 points and that is because of gabe davis scoring 55 points (laughs) there's no like i was sitting pretty at like 100th place i was in the money to get like five bucks i was like this is great I, i i don't think i'm gonna drop out of that and then two guys on one team score 100 points and like of course i'm gonna fall into 200th place and get nothing out of it Right. What quarterback did you take? I took Ryan Tannehill at your suggestion. And oh, my God. I'm very so poorly. <laughs> very poorly for me. He had three picks, I think. Yeah, he did. First play of the game was an interception. I said, this isn't going to go well for me. But you were in first place. I persevered through that, but it didn't last. Yeah. I am so sorry. It's all right. I did, I, oh, shit. <laughs> I feel terrible. No, you don't. That's fine. You're right. (laughs) I'm actually glad it happened. (sighs) Oh, God. We have the new Uh, Giants GM on today, huh? Very exciting. Where are you going first here, Billy? We have the Giants GM Joe Shane on. 
Uh, Mike Golick and I sit down with the new Giants GM. I'm very excited about that. We'll talk to Golick, of course. And then we have Jabba Chamberlain, and we have Mojo, and we have K-Funk, and we have Chris Kronkowski. uh, And I'm looking forward to that because I love those guys and look forward to that every single week. But Joe Shane, so... Uh, This is interesting. Joe Shane is someone who used to work in uh, the Dolphins organization um, and then went to Buffalo. He was the assistant GM for the Buffalo Bills. And he's the guy who I guess was the loudest in the room in terms of, hey, let's move up and get Josh Allen. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. And he turned out to be the best quarterback in the draft. And now has parlayed that into what I know because I know Joe Shane because he used to live down here uh, probably 10 houses away from me. And we played golf a couple of times. Uh, This is a dream job for Joe Shane. He is now the general manager of the New York Giants. And uh, Mike and I are super excited to have him on. You excited, Mm. Billy? I like what we like. You know, I like a little surprise guest every now and then on God Bless Football, you know? Andy Reid every now and then. Uh Oh, yeah, a little Frank Reich every now and then. I'm excited because we have two possibilities to break news to guys. We can find out who it is that the Giants plan on hiring as a head coach and watch Joe. And I'm assuming Joe will just tell us, right? Because that's what we do here. And then we can find out from Chris if Gronk's going to retire. So well, how about that? We have a right. chance to make a lot of news today. I love it. We probably won't. All right, let's go to uh, Mike Golick and I sit down with the new Giants general manager. His name is Joe Shane. He's 42. He's a good friend of mine. And everyone, all the Giant fans, they think he's hot. Joe, how old are you, man? 42. 42. Jesus, Mike, what were you doing when you were 42? <laughs> 42, that's when I was right in the middle of, uh, of, of Mike and Mike. That was your prime, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was my prime. Oh, so my welcome God. to your prime. Uh, congratulations to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. For people who don't know Joe Shane, and unless you're going to tell us who your next head coach is going to be, I'm, I want people to get a chance uh, to get to know you. But you were the assistant GM with the Buffalo Bills. And so we, before we get to the Giants and how you got the job and how you really got into football, Joe, put us where you were as that Bills-Chiefs game was going down. Like towards the end, put us in your head where you were, what you were thinking. I'm in a New Jersey uh, extended stay, <laughs> king-size bed in like the fetal position, you know, when we <laughs> lost the game. But I was watching it there and, you know, there's we score, there's, 13 seconds left. I text my wife. I'm like, AFC championship game is going to be in Orchard Park. You know, I'll be home next weekend. Can't wait. And then they lost. And, you know, that's where you're just sitting there looking at the ceiling. You're like, I'm in New Jersey. I'm an extended stay. Somebody's walking upstairs. I can hear him walking. Somebody's yelling in the hallway. Yeah, just like, yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? You're the general manager of the New York Giants. You know, we'll get to work tomorrow. And, you know, yeah. it took me a while to get over it. So, you know, along those lines, when as, so as you're watching, obviously you have, you know, the vested interest of knowing people there. But still, from a fan's point of view, so on Twitter everywhere were, were two questions. So I wonder what you were thinking at the time. And I know reports have come out that they, they had a squib kick on and somehow the kicker didn't get it. But did you think there was going to be a squib kick there? I did, 100%. <laughs> Wow. 100% thought there was. So oh, here's man. the thing, too. So so my my future son-in-law, 
uh, played for the Bears, and he was on a lot of the special teams there as well. And we were talking about it. I, I asked him, I said, could the kicker actually not get the message? He said, yeah, after you kick an extra point or sometimes the kicker stays on the field, they talk about it on the sideline with the rest of the special team. And somehow it gets lost that the kicker doesn't know. So that kind of stunned me. So that that's something that can happen. Yeah, yeah, it definitely can, especially with, you know, the magnitude of that game. Um, you know, 13 seconds left, the back and forth. I mean, it was just what an amazing game. But yeah, that's are the reports out there that that's what happened? Yes, yeah, around? yeah, 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 yeah. The report, yeah. reports yeah. are that the kicker oh. didn't get it, and we all found it un, un, not believable. But my future, Mike, you're hurting guys. him still. Like he's in pain. Uh, like I know, yeah. but, but but that's why I, I had to ask somebody. I have, I actually had a guy who was in practical application of that on the field, and he said, yeah. that that can definitely happen. And then the other thing is, and I've always believed this because not from this game. It was like. You know, I, I I don't like the rule anyway. Your thought on overtime of just if a team scores a touchdown, one possession and the game's over. I know I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather just play a quarter. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm fine with the way it is. Just again, you you know what's at stake, unfortunately. Yeah. So when you when you win the game, I guess I'm kind of still bitter. So I'm like, you know what, we had 13 <laughs> seconds left. Yeah. Should have stopped them. You know, whatever. So you know, we knew what was at stake. We you know when our defense took the field, and we knew what the stake was when we had to go down and score to tie the game. So or to take the lead. So I'm fine with the way it is. You know, you're never going to find a perfect answer. People are going to you know argue one way or the other. But you know, again, everybody knows the rules. We're all playing under the same assumption of how the game is going to go. So you know, I'm fine with the way it is. You know, Mike, here's the thing, and I always tell you this from a fan standpoint. You played the game. I've watched the game my entire life. What Joe did, like, that breaks every sort of fan rule there is. You don't text your wife that the AFC Championship game is in Orchard Park yeah. until that game's over, Joe. It breaks my rules. It breaks my rules. I'll tell you a story. One time, uh, you know, I used to be an area scout, and I was, living in, um, I was living in Dallas in Frisco, Texas, where the Cowboys facility is now. And we were up, I was with Carolina Panthers. We're up 14 to nothing in the first quarter on the Cardinals. And my mother-in-law comes up and she's like, oh, we're going to win today. You know, and I'm like, you don't say that. We lost 35 to 14. Oh, <laughs> wow. So I literally, I had friends text me during the game. I turn my phone over and I don't check a single text because, you know, I'm superstitious. And, and I broke my own rule. I broke my <laughs> own rule. Did your wife let you know about it? She doesn't know my rule. She, she, yeah. knows not, she knows not to mess with me during the yeah. game. She does, yeah. she does know that. So, Joe, what did you guys see? And, and then we'll get to the Giants in a second. Dream job for you. One of the best jobs in sports, okay? Maybe the best job uh, in the NFL, really, when you think about it. Uh, but what did you guys see in Josh Allen coming out of college that made you guys want to go get Josh Allen to be the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, his size, his athleticism, arm strength. The intangibles were off the charts, you know, great kid, worked hard, did all the right things. And to me, they won because of him. I tell the story all the time. We flew out. We were at the game against Air Force. He got, he hurt his arm. And the next week he couldn't play against San Jose State. Well, San Jose State was like 0-8 and, and Wyoming right. lost to him. So to me, that showed me how important Josh was to, to Wyoming. And he was elevating the play of all those around him. So living in Buffalo, the elements we have to play in, the win you saw against New England, you know, whether rain, snow, whatever it may be, he can play in those elements. And not to mention his personality was Buffalo, really encompassed what the city is, Bill's Mafia, you know, who he is as a person was a big part of that too. And, you know, he just checked all the boxes. I'll tell you, sure. the biggest thing for me is when you run quarterback power sweeps. I mean, that is just awesome <laughs> stuff to watch. You know, that's, that's really bringing the college game into the pro because you can and you have the talent to do it. So, 
So, you know, I always get asked on air when new coaches sign somewhere and, and get asked, so what is the coach looking for in the team for the reason that he took that job? So I'll ask you, from a GM standpoint, when you're interviewing for that, what are you looking for as a potential GM in what the team looks like to say, yeah, this is where I want to be? Yeah, for me, you know, like Stuart said, it's one of the, one of the best jobs in, in sports is, you know, the New York Giants is a historical team. It's iconic franchise and ownership to me, you know, when I was dealing with John Mara, Steve Tisch, Chris Mara, just, we were aligned philosophically in, in the way we kind of saw the players that we would bring in, how we would approach building the team, you know, through the draft, supplement the roster with free agency. And I was assured I would have all the resources to, you know, do what I need to do. If it's changing staff member, upgrading facilities, you know, if it's going to help us win, go ahead, Joe, you're going to have our support. So, you know, those were all very important to me. And, you know, again, the, the ability to be part of the head coaching process, there was a time there when I interviewed, I didn't know if there was going to be a head coach here or not, but um, to allow me to, you know, do what I need to do in order to win. And again, it's New York City, it's the New York Giants. So that was all attractive to me. And, you know, if, if ownership's going to give you the best chance to succeed, then, you know, those are the best opportunities. And when Brandon and I went to um, Buffalo, we said the same thing. Hey, if we screw this up and we don't get it right, it's because of us. It's not because we didn't get you know, this guy, or we didn't have resources or, you know, whatever it may be, it's on us. Cause we had every resource. And that's how I felt when I came with it, you know, interviewed with the giants and, and so far it's proved true. I know how hard you worked and you climbed, you were in personnel with the Miami dolphins, assistant GM uh, with the Buffalo bills. And so I want to give people an idea and really get to know you a little bit. When did you know you wanted to do exactly what it is you're doing right now for a living? Oh, geez. For me, it was kind of incremental. So when I first started, I was a, a scouting assistant and I wanted to be an area scout. So then I became an area scout and then I wanted to be a national scout. And that came true. And then a college director. And probably when I got to Miami and I became a director of player personnel, you know, I thought, you know, when you're on the road, you don't deal with office politics. You're not dealing with coaches on Mondays after games. And, you know, I was living in Dallas, Texas. I lived there for 11 years and was scouting the country. So going into the office, dealing with coaches, having those offline conversations on, you know, Tuesday nights at dinner, whatever it may be, you know, how to deal with players on a day-to-day -day basis. That's when I really started to think, okay, I kind of like this whole football operation thing. I've now I've got exposure to the pro side and pro scouting and free agency. And I've been doing the draft forever. So, you know, I had a pretty good grasp for that. So after that, I started really digging into, you know, talking to the trainers, talking to the strength coaches, talking to the nutritionists and just kind of figuring out the entire football operation. So that's when I really start, you know, became curious. Okay, what, what am I going to need to be equipped with knowledge-wise to be a general manager? Because it's not sitting in your office for 10 hours a day watching film. It's, you know, this morning at 7 a.m., the video director was in my office, and then HR came by, and then the sal you know, salary cap, football administration, and then next thing you know, at 9 o'clock, I was with Brian Flores, and I haven't been at my desk all day, and I haven't watched a lick of film in six days. So you got to be prepared for you know, general manager means exactly what it says. You're the general manager. So there's a lot of things that come across your desk that aren't just picking players. So once I got to Miami in 2014, I really started to focus on, okay, I think I can do this. You know, I think I can evaluate. I think I got a pretty good grasp, like my philosophy on building a team. Now, how can I be the best general manager, which again, encompasses more than just watching film and running an entire football operation. So that's probably when, you know, I really realized this is what I wanted to do. So, and as you're now doing this, and now what everybody is going to focus on is, okay, who's the head coach going to be? We know you've had some interviews already with some with some uh, candidates, but what do you, take? if we can take us inside a little bit 
in that interview, and I'm sure each one is different, but what, what are you looking for to hear from these potential head coaches? Yeah, for me, the ability to get along with people, me, me in particular, like we got to be able to have constant you know, conversations, healthy conversations. Obviously, there's going to be hard conversations because things are competitive. Head coaches are competitive. I'm uber competitive and we're not always going to agree. So somebody that I, you know, it's basically a marriage with somebody that I can work with and we're aligned in how we want to build the team, you know, what type of players we want in the organization. Um, besides that, I think you got to be able to hire a good staff. You know, because everything that got you to be a head coach, whether it's calling the defense or calling the offense or special teams, no different than me. I can't sit back there and watch film for, you know, 10 hours a day. The head coach can't sit in a room and, you know, draw up scheme for 10 hours a day anymore. You truly got to be able to over your coaching staff and manage the trainers and everything else. So the ability to put a good coaching staff together, I think, is I think is very important. Leadership, you know, the ability, the ability to lead the team. Uh, emotional intelligence, you know, the ability to not ride the wave of the NFL, you know, it's not too high on Monday after a win and not too low after a loss on Monday. Um, you know, again, then the, you know, game management, I think is important. You know, what's your plan there? Who's on the headset with you? How much do you study it? Are, are you 100% analytics? Or are you going to take that as a, as a tool and then make a decision based on the game? Hey, it's fourth and one, from the plus 40, should we kick it? Well, we haven't run the ball all day for crap. So yeah, we probably shouldn't go for it because we can't get a yard. So, you know, those are all things I'm, I'm looking for. But again, the, the biggest thing is just the marriage and the ability to work with somebody and, and be aligned in how we want to build the team. So you said that about on the headsets. You don't you don't plan on being on the headsets, do you? No, no, no. no. Okay, I would. I would totally I be, on be on the headsets. headsets. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so glad. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, there, there, there's another team and another GM that does it. Yeah, that yeah. You, you, know you can ask Brandon Bean about sitting next to me during a game. Yeah. He's pretty stoic. He holds everything in and, you know, I about broke my hand a hundred times. <laughs> so, so, I mean, all the things you talked about there and once, once a decision is made and you have a head coach, are there clear lines of delineation? Is your is your word the last word? Not on the coach, but as far as decisions are made on personnel, it's yeah. it's you, right? It is contractually, yes, but it's going to be collaborative. Again, I'm never right. going to be. This is what we're going to do because everywhere I've been, if if you bring a guy in that a coach doesn't want or a position coach doesn't want, uh, there's like a zero percent you know success rate. They're dead on arrival. So it's going to be collaborative. You know, again, there's a way too in this job. You you got to kind of there's ways to get to the answer you want and you got to figure out how to navigate and, and, and get people where you want them to be on certain players or certain decisions. So, you know, that's part of my job too, is to, to figure out how, how to, how to get people where I want them to be. Joe, would you have taken, you mentioned there was no, there's no head coach there. Would you have taken a job as a GM if the, if the team already had a head coach or was it important to you to be the guy that hired the head coach? Yeah, it depends who it was. I mean, if it was somebody I could work with and, or I had previous history with, then then I, I could do that. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm a likable guy. I assume like I can get along with anybody. Like I don't, you know, I'd like to say not, don't have an ego. Um, I just want to win games. So, you know, I can get along with anybody, but yeah, to, to me, it's important. You got to be aligned and, you know, to, to bring somebody in that I, I trust and I'm confident that I can work with is important. So if, if there would have been a situation like that, I, I wouldn't have said absolutely not, but you know, I would have to trust that person and, and know that we'd be aligned and how, how we want to build the team. And, and we know, and this is always tough for me to say as a former D lineman, the most important position being the quarterback on the field, a yeah. position I hate. You're also um, an eagle, Mike. He doesn't like you, okay? Yeah, I know. How about it, huh? But uh, yeah, listen, it, it's everything revolves, or a lot of things, around the quarterback. And, and I really like what you said about Daniel Jones. Other people have made up their decision on him. He can't be the guy, or will 
really be the guy. I like what you said. If you can go into and explain a little more that you 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 want to give him a fair shot because he's had so many different things, you know, and people in his head already. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I said this yesterday too. Like the the most successful quarterbacks right now out of that 2018 class are Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. They've had the same head coach and the same offensive coordinator for you know their entire career. And I think that's important. Daniel's going on his third head coach, multiple offensive coordinators. So, you know, then a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of injuries, you know, whether it's the him or people around him. So I think he has, you know, he shows physical tools. He's got ability, you know, he's athletic. Um, you know, he's won games in this league. And I think the tools are there. So again, upgrade the offensive line. That's going to give him a chance. It's also going to give Saquon a better chance. So that can provide some balance. You know, if you can run the ball and play action pass, um, you know, I think that's going to give both of them a chance and make, make us a better team. Uh, Joe, I don't mean to ask you this to put you in a bad spot. I promise you I don't. But your job is to upgrade at every position. So, and, and I like what you're saying about Daniel Jones as well. But if you can upgrade even at that position, you'll look to do it if you can. Is that fair? Yeah, we're every position on the team. We're, we're, okay. we're, we'll always look to, you know, everybody's going to have to compete for their job, and we're going to look for, you know, comp- depth and competition across the board. But, you know, right now I think, you know, Daniel's shown enough that we, we, we need to figure out what, what he can do and upgrade the offensive line, as you said, so he can put his best foot forward because I do think there's ability there, and I think you can win with him. All right, so, Joe, put us where you were because I know this is like dream, you know, dream come true type stuff for you. So put us where you were. You get the call. You are offered the job to be the New York Giants general manager. What happens? Uh, yeah, it was really stressful. So I was the first to do an in-person interview. So then it was, you know, that was on Tuesday. So then Wednesday, Thursday, there were, there were two other interviews. So I was actually out of practice. It was a Friday practice. We went indoors in Buffalo. So I was in Orchard Park at practice and I was talking to our strength coach and I got a call and he was asking me what was going on. And of course it was from East Rutherford. So I'm like, let me take this. Walked over to the corner. A couple of people started gathering around him. They're kind of pointing at me. And then, you know, I was told I got, you know, John Mara called me and told me I got the job. So I was smiling. <laughs> and by the time I got back over there, you know, guys are walking out to practice. Josh was there, you know, Josh Allen gave him a big hug, you know, shook some hands. And I just know how Coach McDermott is. And you know, I didn't want to be a distraction. So, you know, I kind of got out of the indoor. I went upstairs and told Brandon. I just I didn't want to be a distraction with everybody coming out to practice. But it was a surreal moment. I was super excited. You know, I called my dad after I talked to Brandon, you know, my wife. And, uh, you know, again, when it, when it happened, I couldn't tell too many people because if you remember, Ryan Poles was a, you know, the yeah. new general manager for the Bears. Right. Was a finalist. And. John Mara, you know, come to find out was trying to call, you know, the two other finalists, just to let them know that they were going to go a different direction. So they couldn't get a hold of him because he was interviewing with the Bears. Oh, man. So, you know, John Mara's like, can you maybe keep this quiet? You know, I think it's already going to be out there. People are getting on to it. I'm like, I'll keep it quiet the best I can. I say, at least tell my wife and tell my family. So he was good with that. But it was, you know, they got kind of put in an interesting position there. So once you you could talk about it, I always ask this of, of new first time head coaches. What's the first thing they did once they sit in the big chair? So once you could talk about it, what's the first thing that you did when you could you know, be public about it. Yeah, we, so we actually did a Zoom interview that night. So I was, so this is six days that we've done a a head coaching interview since, you know, I got the job on Friday. We've done a head coaching interview every day. So that's the first thing I did. You know, I called John. I said, here's the guys I want to interview. You know, you good with, I start setting these up. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. You know, we'll set up Zoom interviews. And then once you get it into town, then we'll start doing the in-person interview. So that was the first thing I wanted to get up. I knew there were several teams looking for head coaches. So that was my priority. You know, once we get that in place, I'll feel really good about moving forward.
You want to tell us where you're leaning right now? Or, I mean, how do you want to do <laughs> Right, leaning left. Oh, well, uh, you're funny, Joe. Yeah. We still, we still a... have, uh, you know, Brian Flores is here today, and then we have Leslie Frazier coming tomorrow. All all are really good candidates, all very, you know, did a really good job on the Zooms. They're all qualified. So, you know, we'll circle up once Leslie's done and, you know, kind of talk through it and try to come up with the best decision for the organization. Good try there, Sue, on getting the name, but <laughs> do you have a timetable? Someone's trying. Because there. Yeah, there are other jobs out there. Is there a timetable of when you want to get this done so you don't lose your candidate? Yeah, we really like our candidates. So, you know, hopefully by the weekend, you know, we'll, we'll circle up, you know, the last candidates, to, you know, tomorrow, Leslie Frazier, Friday night, you know, probably sleep on it, circle back up on Saturday. And, you know, hopefully by the weekend, we'll, we'll have a head coach in place. Is there a leader in the clubhouse? You don't have to say who, but do you like in the back of your mind, you're like, eh, this is kind of the guy I want. You ain't gonna say yeah. that. Now, we haven't stacked them or anything. We, we, we circle up every night and we talk about them. And, you know, obviously I've worked with Leslie Frazier and he's coming in tomorrow and Brian Flores is, is here today. So we'll, we'll really start stacking them, you know, once we come to Saturday morning, probably once we sleep on it after Leslie's tomorrow. Joe Shane, a New York Giants new general manager with us here on God Bless Football. Listen, I'm a Jets fan. You know that. But I'm also telling you this right now. Okay? It's an offer. All right? And so is Mikey A., our producer. He's a Jet fan as well. Okay. Our fandom is for sale. Okay? So if you would like to make an offer for my fandom, I will become a Giants fan tomorrow if you want to, if you make the right offer, Joe. I'm just putting it out there. Okay? <laughs> well, how, how about we, uh, we circle back that time we played golf together down there on Parkland Golf and Country Club? I could use one of those. Friday tea times with uh, some of the fellas down there in the, the neighborhood. That, that was always a good time. And we could talk about we could talk about the Giants for a few hours. Okay, done, done. All right, All right yeah, fine. Sure. But that's not going to make me a Giant fan. Like I'm thinking, like you know, um, I'm kind of sitting next to you in the box. Perhaps I make a draft pick, some suggestion. I mean, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can sit next to me in the press box. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Did you watch back your press conference yesterday, your introductory press conference? I haven't, man. I've been drinking out of a fire hydrant. So, no, I haven't had a chance to, to see it. And, I, you know, honestly, I haven't been on social media or anything for a few days. So, I think that's probably best for me. I, I'll watch it at some <laughs> point just to coach myself up. But, um, yeah. Oh, you did fine. You did fine. I would watch it in the loop. Yeah. But you, I, I, for me, I would just sit there and watch it for the remainder of my career. But, you know, like, <laughs> so I'm watching, like, that's such a cool moment for you, Joe. Like, that's yeah, why I yeah, go back really. and watch it. But as I'm watching it on YouTube, I'm seeing all the comments stream down the thing. And so, yeah. would you like to hear, like, five of the funniest comments? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. yes, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Hit me with it. Okay. Are you ready? Mikey, you have these? Are we ready to uh, go? I can't wait. Okay, uh, here's the first one. Holy shit, our new GM is hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Holy shit, our new GM is young. That's another one we got. He's sweating. Oh, yeah, yeah, big sweater. <laughs> Were you nervous yesterday? <laughs> uh, I had to buy these special undershirts that basically have like pads in the armpit. Oh. Uh, what type of all the blue I'm gonna have to wear with the Giants? Uh, me and Dan Morgan, who's now with the Panthers. You know, we're, we're heavy sweaters, so we found this good uh, T-shirt company. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone said uh, we should get him a couple of books to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. What ruthless. I, I mean, Mike, you know, the comment section is like oh, the yeah. – uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Mikey, was there another one? I forget. Go ahead and ask it. Uh, yeah, they, they asked uh, – they said, wow, that's a really nice suit. Did you also borrow McAdoo's suit? <laughs> I made sure 
sure it was tight as it could be and as small as it could be. So it was the complete opposite. There you know, you I go. was watching that thing. I'm like, you look good. You look tight. Like, and I'm telling you, <laughs> you have to go back and watch it on YouTube with the comments on. You'll oh, yeah. see how many you'll see how many Giant fans. First off, there were a lot of Bills fans that were sorry to see you go. Okay, they really were. Like you did a great job there. But man, the Giant fans were creepy. Where they're like, "Holy shit, this guy's good looking." <laughs> <laughs> you show your wife those. Say, "Look, see this?" Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh man. Hey, what was the last one for me? Was was this? We'll get you out of here in a sec, Joe. Sorry. Yeah. Was this everything? You know, I'm I'm sure just from players to coaches, you dream about hitting the NFL or coaching the NFL for me playing in the NFL. I'm sure this is what you wanted. You wanted to be a GM. So you got to be a GM. Was it the beginning of it and the initial emotion you have, everything you thought it would be? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, first class here, they flew and picked up my family they brought them back. You know, we walked in, they had, you know, pictures of me on the thing and my kid just thought it was so cool. And then just having my family here, you always talk about that. You always, you know, several vacations, with my wife, we're having wine somewhere and, you know, thinking about, Hey, if I'm ever a GM, this or ever a GM that, and you, you talk about it over the years. And I would watch all, you know, some of my buddies that become GMs and watch their press conferences and how would you handle it? And the fact you were there that day, you know, I was, I, I was there, I did it leading up to it. It's, it's what you always dreamed about and, and to be there and, and to be where I am right now. Again, I still got to pinch myself. It hasn't quite hit me because I've been so busy, but, but yeah, it's, it's everything I've, I've wanted to be in it. You know, even though I'm running around, I, I feel like my time in Buffalo with Brandon Bean has really prepared this my, my, myself for this opportunity. So I haven't felt overwhelmed other than, you know, my time being pulled in a lot of different directions, which I'm not used to. But every issue I've, I've, I've come I've come into, um, I've had an answer for it. I've been through it before. There's not a lot of situations here that that I'm not prepared for that, that have occurred thus far. So. Yeah, and, and they were first class, Mike. You know, they they again rolled out the red carpet, and had like you know bags for my kids and giant shirts, and they just did everything first class. And you know, I can't thank the Mara and Tish family enough for for how they treated my family yesterday, and just the whole the whole organization did a great job. With the exception of that middle seat they gave you on the way in for the interview. Yeah, you'll never sit in one of those again, Joe. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> and you'll never stay in that crappy hotel too. <laughs> that was a true story because I texted one of my buddies that uh, used to work here. I'm like, I'm the best dressed guy in the middle seat by the bathroom. Oh. And I can't see all the way up to the seat. I'm the best dressed back here. And uh, asked the flight attendant to take my jacket. She wouldn't even take it. So I had to fold it over my lap. But uh, like well, I said yesterday, I was interviewing for the New York Giants. I'd have flew on the wing if they wanted me to. That <laughs> is hilarious. Yes. And it's something that will never happen to you again. <laughs> I'm all good if it does. I'm all good. I, I, no, Joe's a great guy. He really is. The Giant fans are going to love Joe Shane. They really are. He's a good dude. He's worked really hard to get to this position. Last question on the way out. Coolest call you got cool, for anywhere, anywhere in your life. Coolest call or congratulations or text that you got upon taking the job, the general manager job as the New York Giants. Bill Parcells. He called oh, that's me. cool. That he was is on the so golf, cool. He was on the golf course, and he always calls me, hey, kid. He said, hey, kid. <laughs> well, you got the job. And I was like, yes, sir. And he was still out, you know, on, I don't know, the 18th hole or just off the 18th hole. He just got off the course, and somebody had told him that the Giants hired a, a new head coach. So uh, he was very inspirational for me. When I went to Miami, it was to, to be around him. And him and Jeff Ireland had just built a really good team in Dallas with a lot of good players. So um, my time with him and Dan Henning, you know, meant the world to me. And for, for Coach to call me and, and tell me congratulations and tell me how important the organization was his, uh, to him, uh, that, that meant a lot to me. That meant a lot to me.
That's right. cool. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool. Yeah, what a great job by uh, Parcells, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that really yeah. is. Listen, I have known Pat Hamlin my entire life, and I could feel his eyes staring at me, Mike. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> he wants us to let Joe Shane go. Okay, <laughs> Joe is a busy guy. He's got shit to do. Coaches, they interview. Uh, Joe, I know how hard you've worked. I know how much this means to you. I really do, because we've discussed it. So I know how much yeah. this means to you. Giant fans are going to love him. Uh, good luck, man. I'm super happy for you. Good luck, right. Joe. Congrats, Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, you guys it. having me. All right. Yeah, man. Take care. We'll play golf when you get down here, buddy. Absolutely. Can't wait. Oh, my God. Parcells getting a call from Bill. That had to be so neat. I've told you this before, Mike. Like, you play 18 holes with someone, right? Yeah. You got to fill that time, okay? Joe Shade and I have played 18 holes together. And I am telling you, he's 42 years old. Like, this means the world to him. He's one of his since he was a kid. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like everything he's done. I guess just like coaches, you know, every – you start co- you Wikipedia any coach and you see where they started. You're yes. Usually a GA somewhere, sometimes back to high school, and then a college you may not have heard of, and all the way until they get to be a head coach. It's what they strive for. For me, you know, as a player, it was get to the highest level, and for Joe, it was get to be a GM at the highest level. And so to finally get that call, you know, and know that Oof. all your work came to fruition. It's like a guy getting a call on draft day. You know, you made it. Well, at least yeah. you have the chance to make it. You know, same with a head coach and same with a GM. I mean, just because you, you're ready to go. I mean, you know you got to interview people and, and you know the things that you have to do because you've seen them done as you're an assistant GM. But now, as he said, and you hear that from assistant coaches who become head coaches, all of a sudden you're asked everything. Right. Now all the questions come to you and you get pulled in so many different directions. I am. Uh, I'm super happy for him. Although me and Mikey were laughing, uh, we were talking on the phone before Joe came on. Like I'd have a hard time walking away from Josh Allen. I don't care what my position was with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Man, that that is so true. And you yes. figure, you figure. And I do like what he said about with Daniel Jones to give him a fair shot. But there's there's even a timetable to that. You know, you got to decide: Are you given the fifth year option? You're going. I think he's going into his fourth year. So you know, you got you got that rookie deal that goes five years with the first rounders. So you have a little bit of time to play with to try and get some continuity but in the grand scheme of things you know it's only a year maybe two before you got to decide you know are you bringing in competition are you bringing in replacement but he wants to do a lot around that they do have to revamp the offensive line he was talking about something that I heard that a lot of people don't really you know hear about a lot they've had a lot of injuries and sometimes it's it's not just a freak things that happen. Sometimes things lead to that. So right. you look at the strength and conditioning program, you know, and how that is. Does that is that leading to injury? So there's a lot of pieces of a puzzle for him to look at to make a decision eventually about a quarterback. All right, Mike, there are games to be played this weekend. Pretty important games, championship games, championship Sunday. We'll get to those in a second. But some coaching moves have started to happen here as well. Uh, and before we get to some of the coaches who have been signed, I'm more interested in a coach that left his spot, and that's Sean Payton uh, and the New Orleans Saints. So, Mike, a lot of people are, are drawing the conclusion, rightfully so, by the way, that he could be the next Dallas Cowboys head coach. What were your thoughts on all this? I'm, I will draw that conclusion as well. You saw Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator yes. now in Dallas, decided to go back to Dallas to to eschew any other 
you know, chances of being a head coach. He's got a great young defense to work with, so he'll work with that defense for another year, and then he'll probably go because that staff will probably – depending. Now, listen, if they go make a run next year, it would be very difficult to say, hey, Mike, you right. know, you're done. But I, I got to believe Mike McCarthy may feel like a bit of a lame duck coach if he doesn't have a great season that there's Sean Payton, you know, working for whatever network he's going to work for, or whatever he's going to do, is kind of waiting in the wings to grab to grab that job. I know that's what a lot of where a lot of people are leaning. I, I think that's dangerous. If you're, yes. if you're Sean Payton and you want that job, that yes. team is talented enough, despite Mike McCarthy, to make it to a Super Bowl. I like, agree. If you want it, tell Jerry right now you want it. I, I agree, but, you know, on, it, it'd be a whole different world because Sean yes. Payton, it would have to be a trade. Sean Payton's under contract mm -hmm. for another year, so he can't just say, I'm going to take a year off and then say, oh, I'm kidding, I'm going to go coach somewhere. That, that, that shit won't fly. He, he knows that. I mean, this isn't rocket science. There'd have to be some kind of, you know, compensation trade package to go with it, So, uh, which, which we know has been done before. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of but, – but maybe it – Maybe it sounds like he wants a break. Maybe it sounds like he wants to catch his breath. Because if not, shit, then make the trade. If that's what you want to do and, and both sides want it, then do it. I, I just think it's important to point out, even if he decides to coach again next year, he's his rights are still technically owned by the Saints. So it will be a trade even next year. You're right. If it You're right. Because yeah. it's the same like a player. If a player has a year left on their deal and they say, well, I'll just retire for a year and come back. That's not the way. You're absolutely right, Mike Yeh. The rights are still held by that team. You can't just sit your year out and have it count, you know, against your contract. So you're right. Either way. So if he does sit this year, then maybe he really does want to kind of take a step back, which we've seen other coaches do uh, as well, and then come, kind of get refreshed a little bit and then jump back in for the next act. So this was super interesting that Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee's show and he raves about Nathaniel Hackett and then Nathaniel Hackett uh, is, and all the people that Aaron likes at the Green Bay Packers except Devontae Adams uh, and Randall Cobb. They're all now with the Broncos. So yep. Nathaniel Hackett is their new head coach and Aaron said he'll make an announcement pretty soon. Uh, Mike, it's becoming fairly obvious, right? I think that Aaron Rodgers is headed to Denver with Well, Hackett. I mean, and people are putting the, the, the same thing together with with Joe Shane going to being the GM of the Giants, you know, Dayball. Brian Dayball. Yeah. Dayball yeah. is going to be the. He's had two interviews there, so you start to put two and two together with those things. So we'll see. You know, we've said, and I know we've talked about this. For me, I still think being in Green Bay should be a real option because they're, they've been thirteen and three, even though they, they fold in the playoffs. If not, San Fran, but. Hell, San Fran, they end up in the Super Bowl. We don't know. And then what do you do with, you know, Garoppolo playing in a couple of those? I'd still take Aaron Rodgers. And oh, remember, yes. they drafted someone number three in Trey Lance. But then we did talk about Denver. Listen, I like Denver's defense. I love, I love uh, Gordon and Williams in the backfield. I love that two-headed monster. Kind of like what he had. Mike. Yeah, yeah kind of what, what he had in Green Bay, you know, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, the two back. I like the receivers. I think the tight end, Fant, needs to be used more or or if not replaced. But I, I like him. I do like Noah Fant. And I think he would – obviously, if you're a receiver – and all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is on your team? Oh, oh my God. You're going to feel like you've died and gone to heaven, and every receiver in Green Bay is going to feel like they died and went to hell. Because all of a sudden, that pass that hit him in perfect stride is now at their knees or behind them, and, you know, where, where Aaron just laser. I mean, 
they should be sending him every kind of fruit basket they can if you're a receiver there uh, to, to be there. I mean, because Is that what you would do? Oh, my God. I mean, you're if, Tim Patrick. You would send him a fruit basket. I would send him anything he wanted. Hey, what I would I would send him a text. Aaron, what can I do to help make this happen? Because they just hit the mother load. Uh, if they, and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, he's only won Super Bowl. He's not, you know, overrated. Bullshit. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of Ever. all time yep. that receivers will love individually because of the way he hits them with passes. So that will be that will be an interesting one. It really will. Uh, Mike, think about this for a second, though. AFC West, okay? <laughs> Where you, if this plays out, Herbert, Mahomes, Rodgers, and Carr. Whoever I mean, wins that division, survives that division, should just go straight to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I don't, you, know, you know what we need to find out is, and, I don't, and, and it'll probably be more of the now time than back in the day, is do, do divisions as a whole. What are the four division quarterbacks throwing foreign yards to, in total? Right. That would be an ungodly amount of yards between those four quarterbacks <laughs> of what they would throw for. Receivers, heaven in the AFC West. But also a very, very tough division then, right? Yes. I mean, you know, all of a sudden, obviously Denver's right there. We know Kansas City's right there. We know Herbert with the Chargers can be there. Raiders can be hot and cold. Uh, we'll see what they do in the offseason, you know, and, and what would they have as a coach. But, yeah, I mean, that would be incredible. I don't think he sweats that, though. Like, I think he thinks, hey, yes, I'm entering that division. Yeah, there are three other uh, great quarterbacks in that division, but I'm the best of the four. So I don't think he really sweats any of that. I don't, I don't I either, but he still has to look at the rest of the team because he, he, still, right. he can have all the confidence in the world in his ability. Right. But that's, that, and that's great. There's another side of the ball. There's defense and special teams, which, of course, we saw their special teams just gack in the playoffs, the kicking game. So he can like his ability all he wants, but you have to look at the rest of it. And you have to say, okay, where where can we fit in? Because he's not going somewhere just to go. You know, he's going to try to add to his legacy of winning another Super Bowl. Uh, Mike, the Bears hired a head coach I've never heard of before. Uh, someone named Eberflus or something Eberflus like that. From, oh, no, Eberflus. Matt Eberflus from the Colts. Oh, I man, Matt I Eberflus. I know, I know, you Matt. know him, but me and Mike, I, yeah. I've never heard of him. Okay? I know. See, this is, what, this is what happens. A lot of fans don't know a lot about Don't him. look me in with you. <laughs> hey, listen, the Jets have hired enough coaches that we don't know anything about. Okay? But, see, but, but this, is where, this is where we're going, is we're going with the young coordinator and sometimes you don't really know who they are if they haven't gotten a lot of a lot of press but even right. I like him I did a couple of Colt games this year their defense was playing money uh this year and it's always been kind of an undersized defense when they picked up the Forrest Buckner a couple of years ago he's been fantastic for him but now see so and you see this at times teams go oppo right so they had Matt Nagy who was an offensive guy and now you go to a defensive guy which now means that 1,000 percent importance who does he hire as an offensive coordinator because you almost have two main coaches in because you need somebody to develop you know uh uh field justin fields yeah so that's what they you're not getting a veteran quarterback where you're just overseeing everything now you need to get an oc that also is a quarterback developer not just a guy that comes in with game plans and system you need someone who can actually actually get him to the next level like what was done so well with Josh Allen you know in Buffalo to get these guys you know to that next step and that's what Justin Fields needs raw talent we see it but he was a rookie we saw where he struggled so who can teach him help him learn what the next steps are so that is going to be such an important hire for them 
You know Bears fans though, Mike. Like they, they're dying to be good again. They're dying no, they to be relevant again. And like they, you know, you hear Jim Harbaugh and you hear Ryan Day from Ohio State, and then you end so, up with Eberflus. So here, I'll I'll say this about about everybody. You know, look, look, look fans at, suck. Just say it. Oh well, they do. But, well, well, no, I'll say this though. Whenever a, an assistant gets hired, I've said it on, on God Bless Football before. Last year, they were basically all. Uh, first-time head coaches, right? Now, Urban Meyer was a head coach, but only in college. Then he tried right. NFL, and we saw, you know, the, the shit show that was. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's 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 assistants who become first-time head coaches. And everybody's grading them. Oh, he's going to do great. Oh, I'm not sure about him. We don't know. You have right. no idea right. what an assistant coach is going to do. Probably the greatest assistant coach, he was a D coordinator I ever played for, was Bud Carson. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you don't know Bud Carson, Google him. He was the man of the steel curtain back with the Steelers years ago. He's a great, one of the best defensive minds ever. Got a head coaching chance in Cleveland, and, and it didn't go well. And, and he and I it became pr- pretty good friends. And he just said, you know, it just wasn't for me. I'm, I'm a coordinator. You know, that that's I'm better suited at that. And everybody thought, my God, he's a great D coordinator. He's going to be a great head coach. You don't know. And people don't know Matt Eberflus. He could become a great head coach. You're right. You're they right. have no idea what they're going to do when all of a sudden they become the CEO of the team, when all of a sudden they have to answer every single question and deal with everything. Some rise to it. Some all of a sudden realize they can't really handle it. Mike, even even more recent, you don't get a, a, a more prominent name for a defensive coach than Dick LeBeau, who was yeah. a failed head coach. Yeah, like, that's exactly just, right. It's different jobs. Well, Mikey A, I think the problem here is the name, okay? Like, yes. like so listen, It's Mike, not sexy. Eberfluss is not no, sexy. No, right? but at one point, it's just his name, Eberfluss, okay? That's the problem. Because it was Mike Tomlin, we'd be fine. Like, Tomlin was hired once upon a time. He was an assistant. Yeah. And then he became one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Sean McVay, good name. Like, that's a good name. I'll take that name. Robert Sala last year, Mike, you and I liked that name. We were happy with that. But Eberfluss, okay? I don't know it's what the I'm name. doing. My last name is Wiener, so I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Eberfluss, so we'll, Fluss, go, we'll go with that. Fluss, Fluss, tomato, tomato. Uh, but you know what? Everybody just call him Coach Matt. How about that? Just do that. <laughs> okay. How about that? Just do that. Yeah. By the way, Mike, I love what the Dolphins are doing, where they're like, yeah, we're in no rush. We're sitting back. It's like Jim Harbaugh is so headed to Miami. It's absurd. I mean, because it is going to be a domino play at some point, because you hear yes. a lot of these same guys are being interviewed in all in the different spots. So at some point, a domino's got to fall. You know, who, who's going to be first? Mike, let's quickly go over the championship game. Yeah. Let's start with the AFC. Which game are you on? Do you have a game this weekend? Uh, no, I don't have a game this weekend. I, I'll just be at the Super Bowl, so I'm, I'm off this weekend. I just get okay. to watch. But you are working the Super Bowl, right? Yes, I'm working Super Bowl sideline, yes. All right, because we have, we have people who love God Bless Football and love you, and they've been listening, and they've been sending us some things they'd like you to try to weave into the broadcast of, uh, oh, of the Super Bowl. But we'll so, you want me, so you want me to just work one year at Westwood One before they <laughs> say, no, we don't want you back. Uh, no, we'll we get into you, that. Okay. We, we need you to stay there. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. need, we need you to stay there. Uh, let's start with the, uh, with the AFC game. Mike, it's the game everyone's – for some reason, there's not the level of excitement for Rams-Niners that there is for Chiefs and Bengals. And so – uh, what are your thoughts on this game? It, it's funny because everyone, Chiefs are a seven-point favorite, Mike, but the Bengals just beat them like five weeks ago in a game that the Chiefs had to win. The Bengals also had to win it, but 
The Bengals showed that they are capable of hanging with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be similar to the Buffalo game where Cincinnati is going to have a chance to win this game at the end of the game. I I think this is another one where I'm leaning toward them. Now, the win they had, it was, what, 34-31. It was in Cincinnati. It was. So this was was in in KC. And KC fans are – now, listen, they're loud anyway, but obviously they're going to take what Joe Burrow said to heart where Joe Burrow said the loudest stadiums he's ever been in were in the SEC, not the NFL. So, right. you know, the, the, these fans at, uh, at Arrowhead are going to be losing their minds to be loud there. But I, listen, I love what they're doing. I mean, think about this. You're, you have a quarterback in the AFC Championship game who has got the shit beat out of him the most of any other quarter. He's been the most sacked quarterback in the league. Going into the postseason, I believe he had been sacked 51 times. And they're in the AFC Championship game. Incredible. So they're winning despite him getting his ass kicked all the time because he has incredible, you know, between Mixon in the backfield, you know, and the receivers that he has Jason on Higgins, the outside, yeah. especially yeah. Chase Higgins and and uh, Boyd. Uh, and Boyd and, and their tight Uzama, their tight end, I think is is an undervalued player for what he does. So and their defense, you know, can get a pass rush enough at times, but we know what Mahomes can do. There's just something about them now. I'm leaning toward them. I, I, I really am. I mean, it seems like Kansas City is back to scoring the points that they've been able to score, but they're also giving up points, right? We knew Buffalo could score points. We know Cincinnati can score points. So that that's just one of these games that we talked about way at the beginning of the year. To get out of the AFC, you have to be able to score high 20s, low 30s, mid 30s. And... Now And now Casey's back to that. Cincinnati can do that. We saw Buffalo can do that. So those are the teams that are fighting for it. And there's just – I love the attitude of the Bengals and Burrow. So hey, we're I, young. Man. We don't give yeah. a shit. We don't yeah. care what the legacy was because Burrow was around it growing up. He didn't live too far from there, so he knows it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of going with them again in this one to pull off the upset. Mike, he's just one of those guys. I can't explain it, but it's an it thing, right? Where it is. You know, listen, they might lose the game, but he's not going to be phased by this. Like, not he's not be one fine. bit. And he gets right. hit. And they don't, a lot of times, you know, they try and take Chase out of the game, but he's got other weapons to throw to, as we just mentioned before. So, I mean, they, they have it right now. And in the offseason, they'll have to fix that offensive line because they struggled mightily. Uh, but right now, man, they're, they're playing for the Super Bowl. It's very cool. Yeah, Mikey uh, just asked me on the chat, how did the Jets get one of those? We don't. <laughs> Mike, we don't. I'm convinced if, if Burrow was drafted by the Jets, he would not be would, this, Mike. Wouldn't be this good, huh? <laughs> It'd be terrible. I mean, the I said is, it earlier yeah. this week. If Tariq Hill played in a Jets uniform, he would not be nearly as fast. Okay? Well, well the, the difference with the Jets is they have way more holes. Like, yes. the, the, the hole on the offense is some offensive linemen. They're set right. at tight end. They're set at receivers. They're set at running back. They're set at quarterback. The yeah. Jets, it's like, we need help here. We need help here. We need help here, which is amazing because they get high picks every year and they don't and, and they can never seem to fill the spots they need. Mike, the problem is, Mikey A, the problem is in getting one of those, you need the person making the decisions needs to be good. This is how quickly you could turn your franchise, uh, franchise around, Mike, okay, with three draft picks because they have a good general manager, or perhaps you got a little bit lucky, or a combination of both, right? But it was Joe Burrow, it was Joe Mixon, and it was Jamar Chase. Three draft picks, organization fixed. For the next decade, that's how you do it. It's the yeah. GM. Yeah, it's yeah. The GM. It, it helps. O- only you could bring in us talking about the AFC Championship game back to the... 
Jets. Well, Mikey did it. Blame him. Yeah. Let's go to the NFC Championship game. I call it the Jimmy G conundrum here, okay, for Kyle Shanahan. Um, and I want both of you guys to hear me out here. It's almost like they can't win the suit. If he wants to get Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, you can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, can you? Like, I'd rather lose this no, weekend. No. Than get Aaron what, what? You can? You can win with Jimmy G and then get rid of him for Aaron? Well, no, I say if you have a chance to win, you go win. You know, uh, you don't you don't ruin your chance just to I get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If you if you can win, I know, I know. God, I know. He'd be in on this with me. Yeah. If you can win, man, you win. Right. But Mike, what if you do win and then Aaron Rodgers wants to come to San Francisco next year? Okay. Well, let, let, let me ask you this. If yeah. you win, well, before you say if you win or not, does Aaron Rodgers make you a better team? Yes. Okay, then even if you win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, if you can get Aaron Rodgers, you've upgraded your team, right? Doesn't change, right. Okay. To, to me, it wouldn't. I'd be okay. like, hey, Jimmy, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you just are a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I bet somebody else wants you. But we think we think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. So if you think that, why should it change your mind? I know it would seem odd. I get it. Yes. Um, but still, you, you would take the best guy. Okay. Uh, I love the Rams here, Mike. I really yeah. do. I just, the way they handled, uh, and I know they hung on at the end there, but the way they handled the Bucks, especially early in that game, listen, they got their quarterback. Matthew Stafford has proven to be well, a really good quarterback, had his defining moment in that game with the pass to Cooper Cup. But just when you look at the, at the skill positions, at the wide receivers, the running backs, their quarterback, and then especially that D-line, Mike. I don't see a way. I could be wrong. I didn't see a way that San Francisco was going to beat Green Bay, and they did. But I don't see how the Rams don't win this game. I I, I, I agree with you. I, I would pick the Rams in this game. Um, you know, one of the big reasons Tampa Bay got in the, back in this game was four fumbles, four lost fumbles. I mean, th th so many times L.A. could have put this game away. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're fumbling the ball back, you know, and giving Tampa Bay good field position. And at times, even Tampa Bay screwed it up. But they gave him enough opportunity. You give Tom enough opportunity, he's going to do what he did because you have a great player like Mike Evans when they hit the long ball and all that. And But that was it. L.A. doesn't turn the ball over, and that's something you can never predict in games. But they play a clean game. That game's never close. So let's see if they can play a clean game here and not cough the ball up. I think they're better than San Francisco. Um, you know, the old line did a great job, a great job of protecting Stafford. And that's the one thing Bruce Arian said at halftime. He said, we have got to get to the quarterback. We have to stop them from getting to our quarterback, and we have to get to the quarterback. And they couldn't do it until they started blitzing a little bit in the end. And then they didn't blitz on the last play before the field goal because one guy didn't get the call. So I, I do. I, lo I love their offensive firepower. I think Cam Akers has been a monster for him, only being back a couple of weeks off that Achilles. Yeah, and, yeah, is. that defense. I mean, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't uh, double them all. <laughs> have you seen that story of how of how Stafford got to the Rams? Like, so we had Jake Glazer on our show a couple right. of days ago, and he was telling us that he's in Cabo in Mexico with uh, with Sean McVay and Whitworth, and Stafford just happened was not planned at all. Just happened to check into the same hotel. Really, they hung out for a few days. Yes, and then McVay and Stafford like hit it off. Like, wow. It's so cool. Yeah, wow. it's very cool. Yep. Yeah, I so I like them. So I actually like I like a Ram uh, Bengal Super Bowl. I think uh, everyone – listen, it doesn't matter. Like, whoever comes out of the AFC, we're going to be happy with. Yeah, uh, as long as Absolutely. they're playing the Rams. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and how about that? We never had it in the NFL, and then we might get it two years in a row, right? The yep. team playing in their home stadium. Yes. With Tampa um, last year and maybe L.A. this year.
All right, going to be an exciting weekend, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. And we look forward to you at the Super Bowl saying a bunch of things you probably shouldn't say. On probably Bowl. shouldn't. But you know what? <laughs> how, how Are we going to be let down if we get two games after last weekend? It can't be topped, right? I mean, I mean I'm, still, I'm still on a high from the Bills Chiefs. I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm going into this with low expectations. I'm doing yes. the old reverse psychology saying I like these it. games are going to suck and right. then hope that they're good. You know the NFL, though, Mike. It always yeah. wins. I know. Yes, it does. <laughs> it, it always does. wins. <laughs> They're going to be two classics. <laughs> Very true. All right, Mike. God bless right. football, man. God bless football. It is time for this week's edition of Steel Gods, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Championship Sunday is upon us. Very exciting. All lines courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You have Championship Sunday coming up. By the way, 2-2 two two last week, divisional round. 7-3 for the playoffs. 71-52 documented on the season. Documented by one Billy Gill, who wants me to be 52-71. and 71, I promise you. That's how you know I'm telling the truth. No one on our show wants me to do good, and yet here I am, 71 and 52, headed into Championship Sunday. I'm always conflicted on Championship Sunday. I'm excited for the games, but it also dawns on me that, hey, we've got three games remaining this NFL season. You got the two championship games, and you got the Super Bowl, and somehow it makes me sad. Oh, we got the Pro Bowl. <laughs> we got four. We're back. <laughs> I'll be sad another week. Uh, let's get to this weekend's games. We got two. Championship Sunday. Winners move on to the Super Bowl. Must win games. How about that? I love it. Uh, let's start the AFC. Chiefs and Bengals. Chiefs coming off one of the best games we've ever seen against the Bills. They got the win, obviously. That's why they're playing. Uh, the Chiefs are taking on the Bengals. Chiefs and Bengals played one of the best games of the regular season. Maybe the best game of the regular season. Bengals won that game. It was at Cincinnati. The Bengals can hang. They're really good. The Chiefs are going to win this game. The Bengals are going to cover. Kansas City wins by four. Mahomes, Kelsey, they all, Tariq Hill, the Andy Reid, they advance on to LA and they advance on to the Super Bowl. We go to the NFC. So again, just to be clear, Chiefs win the game by four, which means the Bengals cover the spread. They are getting seven points. I like Cincinnati. We go to the NFC. We have the Rams fresh off their victory against Tom Brady and the Bucks. We have the 49ers fresh off their victory at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, I like the Rams at home here. I would buy it down a half point. So I would buy the Rams down to minus three. I'd feel more comfortable if the Rams were minus three. But I think the Rams are going to win by 10 points. I think the 49ers, listen, they don't want to win. I am telling you right now. Because God forbid they go on to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, then they can't get Aaron Rodgers. You can't depart, like you can't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo after you win a Super Bowl. So the Niners don't even want to win this game. <laughs> How about that? That is my theory headed into the game. Because the bigger prize out there, I would rather, okay, I would rather get Aaron Rodgers than get to the Super Bowl and lose. Because that's what would happen if they go to the Super Bowl and play the Kansas City Chiefs. So you know what? You might as well lose this game. And that's what they're going to do. I have the Rams winning by 10 points. That is how I've got 71 and 52 uh, on the season. Those are the picks this week. Championship Sunday. And then we will have the big one. Well, we'll have the Pro Bowl. And then the big one. It will be Chiefs and Rams for the whole enchilada. Oh, do I love an enchilada. Those are the picks presented by DraftKings. Good luck, everyone. 
Chris Gronkowski, put us in Tampa Bay as uh, as the Bucs season comes to an end and people are speculating whether your brother will ever play again and whether Tom Brady will ever play again. I actually got kicked out of the game, man. I already what? let him back in. What? So what happened? I went down and um, I got in the one side, the East Tower. I went to see my mom on the West side. Then I went to the the, the store shop to get uh, some custom jerseys for my kids and then they wouldn't let me get back into the game. So mm, got booted damn. from the game. Wow. Couldn't even right, I was, punk. I was partying with Gordy. I was partying with Gordy a little bit afterward. He was wow. getting after it. <laughs> Gordon never parties. Why is Gordon not on the show? Yeah, we got to get yeah. Gordon on the show. Yeah. Right. He's, he said he'll come on. He was a little intoxicated, but he said he'll come on. Wait, so Chris, as Wait, you're trying to get back in, did you drop a, hey, do you know who the f- I am? Like, I'm a Brinkowski. Did you do that? I had to. They, right. they my, my wife was crying, and uh, the game already started, and I asked the guy four times before I left the stadium if it was like, you know, I already scanned these in. Am I good? And he's like, yeah, 100%. So unfortunately, I had all these pictures in my phone and videos with my mom. I could have just pulled them out and been like, hey, we're already in the game. Here's Rob warming up. But I forgot about that. So Mm, I had to drop. Did you slide him two ice shakers? Tell him to look the other way. <laughs> oh, he, he asked. Uh, he asked for a signed football, so I got to send him a signed football. Jesus, <laughs> he pro- how many signed footballs do you owe people? Okay. <laughs> the guy that told you you'd be okay to get back in, and then yeah. immediately after doesn't let you back in, you owe that guy some signed football. <laughs> Stu God's is strong in him. Oh yeah. I owe uh, no. So I walked to the other side of the stadium, tried to scan back in, and my my tickets were already scanned, of course. Um, right. So that security guy let me in. And then asked for the asked for the signed football, so I got to hook him up. Wait, Jabba, how many signed footballs do you feel like Chris Gronkowski owes people across America? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised he doesn't have a private signing with his brother, sponsored by Ice Shaker. So he just every time this happens, he can just go in his closet and send one out. <laughs> I got a stash of signed stuff from him, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> Chris, I want to sign football. Hey, we'll we'll get one for the show. He's got a bunch. Yeah, I'll I'll see what I got in the closet over here. (laughs) So what I got that let people like is uh, the ESPN Body Magazine. Mm, Really? Yeah, you'd like that. I would like that. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what he didn't tell you is what he didn't tell you. He superimposed himself next to Rob too, so it looks better. (laughs) <laughs> wait uh, Jabba I have a good idea here tell me if you agree um, and it's Billy's idea we want Chris to go through the closet right now <laughs> oh man <laughs> I got all kinds of stuff well let's uh, call dibs <laughs> let me, let's see what I got I'll go grab some stuff when's the last time someone said dibs <laughs> Rob Dibble dibs <laughs> K-Funk how many drinks on, uh, at, the, at the Bucks game how many drinks for you Oh, a lot. It yeah. was a lot. We were, yeah. we were double, double, uh, double Patrons and pineapple and shots of Patron. Probably, I don't know, 15, 16. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then we went out that, but then we went out afterward and right. watched the Bills game. That's where I ran into Gordy. Okay. He was, he was on another level. Was he really? What kind of level? Yeah. <laughs> I said, we sent job. I mean, we sent Mojo a video. I won't, it's confidential, but. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I got you. Okay. We want to guess the uh the football player that we think that you're going to bring on eventually. Mm-hmm. Like me, That's Mikey fine. A, Billy Gill, and a group text have been trying to piece together the clues that you've dropped here. And I think we have some guesses. So are you cool with that? Yeah, go ahead. If we nail well, it, if they guess it, are you gonna tell them? Yeah, I'll tell you. Right. That's Thank fine. you, Mojo. <laughs> 
Jesus, Chris. Billy, I think <laughs> we'll get back to our guesses in just a second. Chris Gronkowski has just walked in with a ton of signed memorabilia. This is amazing. <laughs> Told you, man, this closet's loaded, so I'm good. This one's going to go to the security guard. All right. <laughs> I, 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 there was a Patriots jersey in there I wanted. That's the one I want, okay? <laughs> yeah, you, you, can't even, you can't even get these anymore. I, yeah, I want that, so. okay? We can if you send it. Yeah. Oh, I- I can get it if you send it to me. Billy's right. (laughs) These are the official ones, though. You know Uh, when they're knocked off, when the uh, the logo looks all wrong, like the face of the Patriot, that means they're from from overseas. They're not the real deal. But these are the real deals. Can't get these. So, Chris, Chris, who will get, like, who deserves, like, that jersey? Like, what what level of either charity, foundation (laughs) events, Jabba Chamberlain receives that type of jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm saving the jerseys for the time when uh, I do something real stupid and I got to get out of it. <laughs> it's a heavy fight. I got to tell you. But you have so many f- jerseys. You might want to sell one yeah. to the guy who let you back in the game. I mean, <laughs> how many Chris no, he's, Gronkowski he's, he's jerseys have you sent out instead of Rob Gronkowski jerseys? Zero. Um, Zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do have uh, like little player cards, though, like rookie cards. I send right. those out all the time. All right. We have to get to the uh, games here in, in just a second. Uh, Chris, you're going to send me that jersey? We're good. <laughs> hey, you, you get uh, you get Jabba's show. Maybe I'll send it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Jabba already has a show. Okay. So send me my jersey and send me a toy. Okay? <laughs> Is this the official announcement of the show? No, it's not official yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not official yet. Exactly. We'll get to the official announcement. We got to build up to it. Uh, Mikey A, do you want to guess uh, K Funk's uh, National Football League guest that he's going to bring on next week? I've gone back and forth on it a lot. I'm locking in my answer, Javon Curse. I'm I'm with you, the freak. I am. I think it's Javon Curse, Billy. Oh, I thought it was one of the pounces. You did. All right, yeah. Billy thought it was a. Pouncey I think I, pounce. like I said, I think I gave it away with the Titans. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's right, Javon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next week, right? Yeah, he sleeps. If we can get it afternoon, it'll be like you know he sleeps in. Okay. <laughs> So next week, we'll do it in the afternoon. Guys, you okay two or three. That? Yeah, we'll okay. do it 2 or 3 o'clock, maybe, something like that. All right, good. You're certain he'll be up by that? Will you be up by then? Well, you're up now. So it's just- <laughs> <laughs> Will it be live on location? I mean, what, we're going to – Mattress Mac will be back. We'll have Clemens. I mean, this is very exciting. I mean, look at this. <laughs> Are we going to have enough space? We're going to have enough money windows? Mattress Mac lost this weekend. Oh, man. $19 million. He did not have a good weekend. <laughs> no, did, did, you see, did you see his tweet? Remember, he was on – he was on here picking the Titans, and then I, I look on Twitter. It's like he put a million and one point three million on the Bengals or something wow. like that. He was hedging. Mm. <laughs> he backdoored us. He backdoored us. <laughs> he didn't give us the goods, right? Is that what you're saying, K-Bug? <laughs> exactly. Right. Here's uh, here's the deal, guys. Uh, Mojo, tough week for the Spreadmaster. Zero and four last week. Job is. You know what? I'd like to. I'd like to comment on this. Yeah, quick. go ahead. I, I knew you would. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this was the worst weekend ever for me, but it dawned on me mm. that as the spread master, I have to at least hear the spread. I cut you off before you gave the spread last week. Yeah. Right. Because if I was able to go four for four without even hearing the spread, I wouldn't be the spread master. I would just be the master. Right. See what I'm saying? Makes sense. Yes. But are you blaming me or are you blaming me? It's your fault. (laughs) No, I'm blaming myself. Okay. I got too arrogant, which is standard. (laughs) It happens frequently. This week, I'm going to hear the spread. 
And this week, I'll be the opposite. I'll go two for two this week. Okay, so you still have a commanding lead, so don't worry about it, Spreadmaster. Jabba's coin went two and two. Now, this is going to get really interesting, guys. Chris went 0 and 4 because he's just eating <laughs> mojo at this point. <laughs> um, K Funk went 1 and 3. Mattress Mac went 1 and 3. And so, right now, the records for the season Mojo, you're five. You're 26 and 21. This is where it Oof. gets interesting. K Funk, you're 1 and 6. Jabba's coin, 14 and 14. Mattress Mac, 1 and 3. I don't see Lacey on here. I don't see Jabba's kid. I don't see anybody. But here's where it gets interesting Chris and Jabba are both sitting at 21 and 26. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd like to add another comment here. Yes. I really only threw the games and went 0 for 4, so we would currently be in this situation. Okay, wow. good. Well, that's very nice. Such a man of the people. <laughs> right. yeah. nice We're going to make it competitive. It's good for viewership. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I did it for you, actually. Okay. Uh, but this week, you're going to listen to the spreads, right? Yeah, I'm going to hear them this week. Okay. All right, so are you guys ready? Job, are you nervous at all? I mean, Gronk, nervous? Anyone? I am. Are Thank you really? You. Wow. <laughs> it's not like it's such a, uh, a bad... All you have to do is text your brother and ask him to come on the show. Mm. It's not, you know... Yeah, but I'd rather see Jabba do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> After throwing an almond into his neck. All right. Are we ready to oh, go? Sure. I'm going to go uh, Mojo, Gronk, K-Funk, and then Jabba and the coin. Okay. Do these last two weeks, do we have anything like double points or anything riding on it as far as to make it wow. even more interesting? Well, do you guys want to do that? I mean, you would both have to agree to it. I think we should save it for the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter because we're we're tied. Right. So, right. I mean, unless it's worth like 10 points so we could catch up to Mojo. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that's up to Mojo, who has a commanding lead right now. Mm. You want all these to be worth like five games each? <laughs> you know what? You can make them all worth 69 games each. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to win this thing. All right. Every game is worth 69 games this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The numbers might not add up at the end of the season, but that's okay. Five points and five signed jerseys. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't even get five signed jerseys anymore. That's what each game is worth. Five points and five signed jerseys sent to stick out to Billy. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so not even the person. <laughs> not even against. the person competing okay. against. Okay. Damn, you I, just left Mikey A out of it? Wow. Yeah, Mikey, well, I, Mikey A, he lives very worry. far away from us. I'll mail you a few. <laughs> <What>? okay. <laughs> Mike, yeah, you must have pissed somebody off this week. <laughs> I piss everybody off. No, he didn't. Did you guys know Mikey A used to be a professional dancer? Yeah. You're lying. Yeah, you he look just a shot. What kind of what kind of dancing? Uh, Alpha. At your club, yep. K-Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we see some of these videos, man. I feel like that would uh yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. He won't give them up. Anyway, here we go. Mojo, Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite at home. Who do you have? I'll take the points. Give me the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> Taking, well, points would be the Bengals, I think. But it, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's why you're the spread master and you're killing it. Okay? Yeah. Um, give me the points, the Chiefs. All right. You got the Chiefs. <laughs> I think you win either way. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris. Bengals at Chiefs. AFC championship game. Chiefs, a, uh, a seven-point favorite. Chiefs all day. All right, you're taking the Chiefs. By the way, Chris, is Tom Brady retiring? Uh, you want to just say it here? You know. I know you know. We, we all know you know. I've actually never met him ever in my life, but okay. yeah, he is. 
<laughs> is your brother coming back? Wow. If if Brady don't, he ain't. I can tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I read didn't didn't they say he has to give back like 16 million in signing bonus if he doesn't play next year? Wow. All right, let's go to uh let's go to uh K Funk here. Bengals and Chiefs. Chiefs a seven point favorite. I'm taking KC. I think they wipe them out. Jesus, the Bengals just beat them four weeks ago, guys. Uh, why, is the spread, to- why is the spread so high? Seven? Come on. Man. That's a good point. Uh, Jabba's coin. We're going to go heads, Bengals, Jabba. We're going to go Chiefs, tails, okay? He's flipping it. Heads. All right, mm. so J- Jabba, good job. Jabba the Bengals. <laughs> 69 on the line here. 69 games on the line. Amazing. Wow. All right, here we go to the uh, second game, guys. We have 49ers at Rams. Mojo going to you first here. Rams are a three and a half point favorite. Okay, that's the spread. So I'll take the points again. Give me the Rams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, who do you like here? Man, this is re- revenge, double revenge game. This is uh, good stuff. But I'm, I'm going, going uh, Rams all day here, too. Uh, going Rams. Okay, Funk. The Niners hooked me up last week. I'm going to stick with them. That Take a boy. the Niners. That a boy. Right. Stay with what works. All right, Jabba, you ready? Heads, 49ers. Tails, the Los Angeles Rams. 49ers. 49ers. Heads. Heads. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chris. We got a show on both games, man. Woof. 138 points on the line. Hey, he <laughs> might take exactly up. what we want. <laughs> He's actually uh, opposite of Mojo, too. He could actually take over the first place spot here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It'd be great if Mojo finished in last. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't find this funny. <laughs> All right. We love you, boys. Mojo, you want to promote anything on the way out? Here's the thing, guys. We're nearing the end of the season. I've been cutting promos for everybody. I can only take you to the water. You got to drink it yourself. We should be at a point where everyone can cut their own promos back Mm -hmm. out. You're right. Right? Uh, I will update you and tell you guys that currently we are ranked number one for best American football podcast, and that's a tribute to you guys. So thank you, gentlemen. Well, hold on, Stu, guys. Where are we ranked in terms of promo ability? Where are we at on that list? Uh, well, you're the greatest ever. Yeah, to be honest with you. The list. Yeah. Chris, a little bit, a little. Lower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Java, Java kind of in between, and yeah. Chris, Java Chris doesn't really promote. Mem- I like Java's style. He doesn't have to promote. Java just chills. You yeah. know. Chris is our memorabilia guy. Mm-hmm. Chris just hit six hundred and sixty-nine thousand followers on TikTok. Wow. It <laughs> lasted for a day. I tried to slow it down, but I, I hit over 700 the same day, so mm. I'm not too happy. I did get. Are you reason. still? Are you still following 69 though? Yes, yes. Wait, so you're upset that your followers, they grew yeah, from yeah. there? <laughs> you wanted to yeah. stop right there? <laughs> Within one day, though, like I only celebrated for maybe maybe an hour. Right. Hmm. Next stop, 6.9 million. How's Big G doing? How's he hold it up? Oh, he's now uh, he's featured on my TikTok as well because he, um, wow. he follows Rob and Tom, but he doesn't follow me. Wow. Really? So, uh, yeah, I had a big uh, conversation with him through TikTok about it. So to, what did he say? You on TikTok. Or we have to tune in and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, just laughed. Yeah, he just laughed. He thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, how do people follow you on TikTok, Chris? Uh, just at Chris Gronkowski, then at Papa Gronk. So get on there and talk shit to Papa Gronk because he doesn't it. even follow his own kids besides Rob. Was Papa <laughs> Gronk upset at the Bucks game? Like, what was going on there? Uh, he was he was shaking. Was he really? Mm. Yeah, especially towards the end. They tied it up. Man, he yeah. was so nervous. And uh, they left too much time, right? Left too much. Yeah. Yeah. Fournette's got to take a f- 
knee there. Seriously, Belichick would have told Fournette to take a knee. I can tell you that much. Too much yeah. time. But now, <laughs> I mean, it, all the signs where they were going to win, man, they kept giving them that one that last opportunity, and uh, I thought they were going to pull it off for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's uh, you know, unfortunate. Papa Gronk, Papa Gronk follows me on TikTok, too, and I didn't even know I had one. Really? <laughs> that's, that's not true. He only follows Rob and Tom. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I'm the third and, now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mojo, are you on TikTok? Uh, yeah, but I forgot I had one. I just parked the name. Mm, okay. So no one could take it later. And then, yeah, Big G somehow found out and followed me. And I know that because the show airs on Friday, but it's only Tuesday right now. So I have three days to uh, make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> K-Funk, are you on TikTok? That's funny. K-Funk, are you on TikTok? No, no TikTok for me. Java? No, no, come on. No. Job no, my son, even open my his mouth. Is, well, no. <laughs> That's where you got to be if you want to be an influencer, though, Jabba. That's where you have to be. Jabba strikes my, my Twitter who's... does just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You think Jabba is like yearning to be an influencer? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. But I am. That's so. uh, I do right, get guys. a lot of good recipes off TikTok, though. Do you really? Yeah. Name me the best recipe you found off TikTok. Ooh, probably my the smoked party cheese dip on my smoker. Wow. Have you, have you guys seen the guy who, if he listens to a song once, can play it on the piano? The dad? Oh, there's two. There's a, there's a, a, a girl, like a yeah. teenage girl that can do it. And and then there's a dad that can do it, too. It's it's really f- cool, man. Mm-hmm. You sure you don't have a TikTok profile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have one. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just on there. Just, I get stuck in a rabbit hole sometimes. It's like 30 minutes later and my feet are numb up. Because I'm taking a shit and need something to do. Mm. So that's that's my key when my toes start to go numb on TikTok. I'm going to add one more caveat to our season-long bet here. Next week, even though it's a bye week, we're still going to do this. You guys are going to pick the Pro Bowl and a couple wow. of NBA games. How about that? Okay. The Pro Bowl? <laughs> Love it. Throw <laughs> some college. Throw some college basketball in there, too. There All right. We'll, we'll mix it up for you, K-Funk. Okay? What? <laughs> Is that your expertise, K-Funk College Hoop? Yep. Okay. Done. Uh, gentlemen, we appreciate it as always. Uh, thank you for making us smile every week. God <laughs> bless football. Boys. God bless football. God bless football. Blue. Blue. See God, I love those guys, Billy. They're I so do. Much fun. Yeah. I'm going to miss them because even when we so do much. like draft stuff and combine, we're going to have job on to talk about who he thinks is going to go in the NFL draft. Actually, yes, we are. Yes, we're we gonna, are. We're, actually, now that we're talking, I want, him to, be, I want job to do mock drafts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I really want him to get. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, while we have failed to get Gronk on this show, Mojo had Gronk on TMZ Sports this week. He did? Yeah, he did. And they actually had, like, he kind of broke news where they talked about, like, the retirement situation. But more importantly, he announced something that I think he's doing with Groupon, which is a contest where you can watch the Super Bowl at Rob's actual house in New England. Wow. Yeah. We need to go over this house plan and the floor plan with Chris yes. next week and with everyone that's been in Rob's house and also maybe get ourselves invited to Rob's house to watch the Super Bowl. I, I think we absolutely need to get ourselves invited to Rob's house to watch the Super Bowl. Where is it, you said, in Tampa or New England? No, this is the New England house. That's so this is going to be, well, yeah, it's a little far, <laughs> but this is also the house with history where this relationship started, where Mojo told us that Chris put his head through a wall and they were pouring him oh, beer into yes. his mouth from another room. So we're going to have to find out if that's going on. Oh. 
And this is also the house that Bobby Goons, I guess, finally kept up with it and, and made the repairs that were necessary. Because remember, Bobby Goons was the one that was supposed to be looking after the house, and there right. was no uh, there was no work being done there. So technically, it's the house that Goons built. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Why? Why are you so proud of that joke? I'm not. <laughs> You think, uh, would you go, if we get the invitation to Rob Gronkowski's house for the Super Bowl, would you go with me? Seriously. I got to be honest with you. I, I enjoy invitations more than I, jo- I enjoy the so events those invitations are for. Put it on the poll. Do you enjoy getting the invite more than going to the actual event? The thing is this also. It's all about getting the invite. I just want the invite. Well, I, I also have this, this like, dream scenario right that i'm sure you've thought of too i guess it's not a dream scenario but it's like you know we've talked to these guys every week for months we have to hang out at some point right but what will happen is if we ever hang out with mojo and jabba and chris and k funk me in particular i'd be like this guy's a total loser like why am i with this person this is a total waste of time like this is not a fit at all how do i lose this person and never talk to them again so like i have to put off hanging out with them to avoid that actual like eventuality where they realize i'm not someone that they would ever hang out with they'll find out how boring we both are i just don't have the energy i don't have the energy that they have I don't have anywhere near their energy. The idea um, of getting thrown through a table that's on fire is like a oh. nightmare of mine. You know how much that would hurt for days? Like, the video would be cool, but my back up. I'd be sore for weeks, dude. By the way, I have a quick story that has nothing to do with anything that I just want to share with you so that oh, you realize do. how old I am. Right. Uh, yesterday how I'm old are you, actually? 52. Yesterday, I was at a... Uh, Yesterday I was at a family wedding right. that was that was redone a couple of times because of COVID, so it ended up being on a Thursday. It was um, odd, by the way. I called Billy. I needed something for God bless football. And on a Thursday afternoon, he picked up the phone. He said, "Hey, I'm at a wedding." It was yeah. Thursday afternoon. I mean, yeah. I so I I got the invite to that. I went to that, and I had someone come up to me, uh, and I said hi. And it was like one of the you know older the grandparents, whatever. I go hi. Uh, I was like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Whatever. And then came back to me later and said to me, oh, I thought you were my urologist. You look exactly like my urologist. (laughs) That's how old I am. (laughs) You should have said I am. You should have played the book. How's it going? (laughs) See you next week. How's the wiener? (laughs) (laughs) We break any news, Bill? Nah. Okay, good. Enjoy the weekend, everyone, and watch the crappy championship game with us at 6.30.